Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Nearlyman podcast, a newish video games podcast coming to you from a very dull Glasgow at the moment. My name is Paul Kaczynski. And my name is Colin Little and we are the Nearlyman. Two normal guys with nothing to do with the video games industry. We don't make them, we don't sell them, we're not even particularly good at them. We are the Nearlyman and at some point you have probably kicked our asses online. Who the hell are you? I don't know, that was just a, uh, hello, that was a wee bit of sass I added. Yeah. That's to try and make up for the yawning chasm between episodes. <laughs> the yawning chasm. Yawning chasm. Of episodes. It's, How are you? I'm not too bad. Yeah. I feel like I've not actually seen you in ages. Well, to be honest, you haven't. Well, yeah. I've been dingy in my calls. Awkward. Ignoring me. No! Yes, dear listeners, I, for the record, have been trying to get an episode going for quite a while. Mr. Kaczynski has obviously been too busy. He lies. He lies. <laughs> well, hello, everyone. Um, nice to nice to be back. Uh, we've got a, a big episode for you here. That was, that was a wee bit of interpretive dance from Paul. Um, we're not yet on Periscope, but you never know. We might have to Ooh. expand, especially if Paul's going to be busting moves like that. Save some for episode six. Sorry. Right. sorry. There's going to be a six. Well, probably <laughs> at this rate, probably will be September. Uh, okay, so uh, into the basic housekeeping. So uh, you can, of course, find us on iTunes. Uh, we are the Nearly Men Video Games Podcast. Um, on Twitter, we are at Nearly Men. We are the Nearly Men Podcast on SoundCloud and Facebook. And, of course, there is also www.thenearlymen.com, uh, which, of course, the site's still under maintenance. We will be getting that up and running at some point soon. Um, of course, if you want to contact us via email, you can email us at nearlymenpodcast at gmail.com. You, uh, you checked the email anytime recently? Uh, I gave it a clean... Ah. This blew away the cobwebs. Yep. We will read emails if they are sent to us. Do the kids still use emails? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even. I barely still use emails. To be fair, uh, but of course, if you want to be a bit retro, uh, then of course, please send us an email at nearlymenpodcast at gmail dot com. What have you been playing, Colin? What have I been playing? Yeah. What have you been playing? Um. Well, since the last episode, I have platinumed Guacamelee Turbo Championship Edition. Yeah, um, which was great fun, actually. Really good. Um, kind of fun. Humour was just perfect on it. Very amusing. Great kind of combo-based fighting. Um, yeah, loads of fun. I was a bit disappointed to have platinumed it oh. there because... No, absolutely no reason to go back to it now, unfortunately. Oh, but, uh, that's a shame. So that was great. We've uh, been playing a bit of Wolfenstein, um, The New Order, which is great. However, oh. it makes me motion sick. Oh, really? Horrendously there's so. A, there's a bit of complaint about that, isn't there? Uh, horrendously so. Um, but you don't get motion sick from other games, do you? No, the only other game that's ever made me sick was Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. It seems to be oh. to do with the... Uh, camera bob the camera seems right. to bounce about and it's to do with that and also the field of view in the game there's apparently an enhanced field of view in wolfenstein just because the way the camera works added to that with the camera bob the head bob um makes me nauseous yeah oh. i was playing it one day for maybe about an hour or so and felt utterly hellish oh like gosh, right. the worst i'd felt in ages and i couldn't work out why went to bed and just kind of lay down um 
and listened to a podcast and started feeling instantly better and I couldn't understand what was wrong mm. with me. Did you listen to our podcast? No, no, that would have made me even worse. Um, no, no, I didn't listen to our podcast. I Shocking. Li- I listened to a proper podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Uh, and uh, so, uh, yeah, so that was weird. Um, and then I, I played a bit of it the next day and started feeling terrible again. So I kind of thought maybe I can kind of limit it to... 20 minutes, half an hour. I put it on the other day, five minutes in, started feeling sick again, had to turn mm. it off. So, and you know, I just recently got a really good deal on Wolfenstein, the old blood, the expansion. I'll need to give it a go. I was waiting till I'd finish the new order, but I don't think I'm going to be able to finish the new order now because it's making me feel so sick. Gosh. And then I'm assuming the camera bob will be the exact same problem in the, mm-hmm. the expansion. So mm-hmm. that could be a problem. Uh, it's a great game though, but... Um, you know, stopping short of buying myself a set of like joy rides, um, travel sickness pills or something yeah, like that, and, yeah. and, and eating them about an hour and a half before I play. <laughs> I don't know what else I can do. Um, so that's a bit of a bummer. Uh, and the other thing I've been playing is a lot of Destiny. House Destiny. of Wolves um, is. Uh, Hope for the future! Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I have to say, actually, hope for the future. Destiny seems to be getting really interesting. Of course, the Taken King is coming out, and there's been a bit of a fallout about the pricing structure for that. I'm sure we'll mention that later on. Did you hear the plant of Fallout there? That was a wee plant for Fallout. The Fallout. That was was purely unintentional. So, Paul, what have you been playing? (laughs) Well, I have uh, been playing FIFA, as always. Uh, Playing a lot of FIFA online at the moment. Mm. Uh, Up to Division 8 Are you any better? I am. I've never been in Division 8. FIFA 15 is the first time I've ever been in Division 8 (laughs) online. That's like saying you've never had crabs. I mean, like... (sighs) It's it's not really like that, is it? That's a terrible simile. Yep. Yep. I'll try and cut that out as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, FIFA, I have been playing. Um, well, the Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, uh, I I sneaked that in and started that. I'm only a level seven Breton at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, and a Nightblade. I believe it's called. Mm. This is a new world to me. Um, very good, very good. Um, what else have I been playing? Trivial Pursuit with the wife. Uh, recently got the the Jackbox game as well, which is like a bunch of quizzes, which is actually quite fun, really well presented. And you play on your phone, you don't play on the controller. This is a video games. I know, I know. Stop talking about Trivial Pursuit stop talking about mobile games. I've got to play games with the wife because then I'm still playing games. It's not a mobile game. <laughs> uh, wait, I feel like I've been playing something else as well, uh, but I can't think for the life of me. Oh, I played Alien Isolation. I finally got my surround sound set up. Oh, yeah, so, so you did. one of the first things I did, Alien Isolation, was in. Terrifying. And then you promptly soiled yourself. <laughs> Put it back in the freezer. <laughs> Along with the shining. <laughs> but yeah, so it's all, it's all good. It's all good. Um, we're still on the go with heists, aren't we? The GT heists. Yep. Taking our time through it. Yeah. Enjoying it. Um, it's great fun. Yeah, yeah it's they, very, are, they very are very good, good aren't they? Very good. Uh, okay, well, we've had a couple of uh, Twitter comments. Uh, so the, uh, well, I say the first one. The first one and the second one both comes from Janice Loves Honey. Um, she seems to be very keen on honey to have made that her Twitter handle. She loves it. All right. Well, she obviously does. So, at Janice Loves Honey. Uh, first of all, uh, a little mention for us, saying that she was cooking a Jamie Oliver 15-minuter, listening to Nearly Men discuss Robert Florence's video game Empty. Uh, my wed is just crammed with genius. 
Yeah, there you go. Genius. It's a rather um, frightening insight into that lady's life. <laughs> Crammed with genius. Jamie if Oliver. Surely, if it's a 15 minuter from Jamie Oliver, she couldn't listen to very much of your podcast. Not the way we go on. I mean, 15 <laughs> minutes doesn't even get you past the... Outrageous. <laughs> the Maybe it was just the 15 minutes we spoke about the video game empty. Must have been. Although, uh, to be fair, I think we spoke about that for longer as well. Uh so there we are thank you for that Janice and then uh, Janice uh, later in the week contacted us uh, saying hey nearly men could you give at GWG UK a wee retweet and maybe a mention on the next podcast and she is of course um, referring to Get Well Games UK yeah which um, seems to be a a really interesting um, initiative Mm -hmm. or or charity where they're getting people to hand in their old uh, video games and consoles which are then being given out to sick kids yep Yep. Um, in hospitals Yeah, that seems like a good idea Sounds great um, I know loads of people have just got old games Just sitting doing nothing, essentially so. And given the amount of money they offer you for bloody Well, exactly uh, Trade-ins yeah. I mean, you're near enough giving them away to uh, Game or whoever else you're giving them to yeah. So why not give them away? As I said, to make sure, you know, that's your good deed done exactly. for the day Exactly so. Also, do we bit of activity on the Facebook, Colin The Facebook Yes, so we have That was in relation to uh, last time's Trophy challenge of not a scratch from Alien Isolation, which I think we both did, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Um, and we got a few comments. Uh, we posted the video online, and we've got one from Jason Park who says, I can't cope with the xenomorph sniffing at my locker. Is that a euphemism? I know, I was wondering that. One time I tried tried it with the mic on to detect noise, and he nearly asphyxiated. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different type of game. Yeah. David Brown also got in touch to ask, so I'm supposed I'm supposed to whack an Android and do a runner and that's it. I presume he's referring to that's how I achieved the the trophy. Yes. No to be fair, David, that's not really what you're supposed to do. That's just the spawny way that Paul did it, like an utter Jesse. Yep. You were actually meant to fight with an Android and then through a, a, a bit of sheer luck and uh, extreme button mashing, you were meant to get away from the Android without being hurt. But no, no. Paul ran up, smacked him in the face with a wrench and then ran like Usain Bolt <laughs> into a lift. Yes. <laughs> Malcolm McConnell also says, Ah, I thought I had to actually kill the working Joe to get the trophy. The sight of their cold, dead, synthetic eyes as they repeatedly strangle the life out of me will haunt my dreams forevermore. Yes, well, we've all seen that. That's horrific. Absolutely horrific. Yeah, so some good activity on Facebook this week. Um, Absolutely. Keep it up. Uh, Get in touch with us on Facebook. We are the Nearly Men podcast. You can get us on Twitter at Nearly Men. Just tell us anything. Doesn't have to be anything to do with the podcast. Just tell us anything. Don't don't t- confess to any murders or anything. Well, no, 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 because you know it's not. Uh, you know we've not got that confidentiality. We're not like priests that. or doctors no. or anything. We we will tell the police. Yeah, we will. We will. Or we'll blackmail you. Or at least unfollow you. To well, be, maybe, maybe we won't. <laughs> to be fair, the people I follow on Twitter, that would be a leaving scratch the surface. If I if I had to unfollow everyone that killed somebody, I had done. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Right. Charts. Indeed. Do you fancy a bit of chart action? Absolutely. Joe Keenan's on the edge of his seat. He is. He's, he's driving to Edinburgh right now going, I wonder when they're going to do the charts. wonder if Kaczynski will get it in the right order. Willie. Willie. Right. Who are you calling a Willie? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> That's going to pick me up with everything today. do 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 do
Number 10. Do you want to give a guess? Here we go. Number 10. Uh, it's going to be Call of Duty Ghosts. It's not Call of Duty Ghosts. That was a good guess, though. It is, in fact, Minecraft Xbox Edition. Yeah, I knew that because every week in the chart, Minecraft takes up about six different spots. <laughs> oh, well. Number nine is your favourite game at the moment, Destiny. Oh. Number eight is Splatoon, a Nintendo game in the top ten. There you go. Number seven, your favourite game of all time. Call of Duty Ghosts. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Oh. <laughs> Yay. Uh, number six is Payday 2, Crime Wave Edition. Oh, yeah. Is that a wee remaster, that one? I, I think so, mm. yeah. I think that's the PS4 edition. I might be wrong. You could be right. Uh, number five is FIFA 15. Mm-hmm. Still hanging in there. Still in there. Number four, slightly coming down now, Grand Theft Auto 5. Mm. Number three is The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Yes. Number two, The Elder Scrolls Online. Oh. Yeah, that's quite high, I thought. And number one, do you want to give a guess? Uh, oh. Is it's, this it's a new game. From right now? Yes, from live. Uh, it's going to be Batman Arkham Knight? No. Oh, too early. Too, too early. Too new. Just came out yesterday, Colin. Okay, so in sake. that case, a new game. Not The Witcher. Not The Elder Scrolls. Oh god, what is the other games that are out? It's out on every platform you can ever dream of. Well, it's going to be a multi-platform, isn't it? Um, <laughs> now nah, you're going to have to tell me. Lego Jurassic World. Oh god, right, I would never have got that. I saw the film, actually. Yeah, I saw it too. It's quite, I thought it was quite fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was alright, there were some good bits, too much CG. The wife thinks I look like Chris Pratt, except she calls me Chris Fratt. Chris Fratt. Because I'm a tad overweight. So was Chris Pratt until he got his Marvel. It was Marvel deal. That's, so that's what I need. I need a Marvel deal. She could have called you Chris Fat. That'd have been better than Chris well, Fat. Kind of rings into the Fat, doesn't it? Yeah, but that means that that means like you're in old school or something like that. <laughs> Fraternity. Good God. She really needs to. I mean that 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 that's barely even worth a minute. Chris Fat. What is that? Well, that's, that's the worst she, nickname ever. Did did I, did I claim that she was a comedian? A comedian. She must have been if she married you. <laughs> news. <laughs> big news. Yes, we have had some big news. Oh, I cannot wait. The Inside Out faces time. <laughs> yes. So, well, what happened was uh, obviously E3 was the big, big news Pow. of the, the uh, recent uh, last week. Uh, but just before E3, there was, of course, as usual, a few leaks and a few announcements just to get the kind of buzz going. And the first big one was the uh, announcement after some leak footage had come out uh, that um, Assassin's Creed uh, Syndicate has come out, which wasn't the name originally, was it not called Assassin's Creed Victory or something? Oh, very well remembered. We were going to call it at first, um, but now it's been announced as Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Um, of course, in line with the the, the um, leaked footage that came out around about the time that Unity launched, uh, it is set in Victorian London. Uh, we have a new release date. It is the 23rd of October 2015. Uh, it seems to be set in London in 1868 during the uh, Industrial Revolution. And there's going to be two protagonists this time. Mm -hmm. A man and a woman. Yes, after Ubisoft ill-fated comments previously that making a female protagonist would just be too difficult to animate, they said. <laughs> it's because of the boobies. Must be. 
those dead or alive games seem to have mastered that years ago, though, didn't they? So I don't, I don't think that really follows. That was the most ridiculous thing they ever said in yeah. their life. Um, How to shoot yourself in the foot in one easy step. Yeah. Luckily enough, they then released a really great game. Oh, wait. No, they didn't. Oops. No, no. It was all right. That was no, we're not going to get into this again. Every podcast we talk about this. That was rubbish. Coming from somebody who nearly platinumed that game, uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. Well, you'd have seen all the errors then. Actually, it wasn't even errors. It just felt boring. Yeah, I agree. I, I never finished it because I got bored with it. To be the honest. story was rubbish. And also, for all that time they spent on the money, uh, like all the money and time they spent on the visuals and how great the city looked, because the city did look great at uh-huh, times. Uh-huh. Everyone's hair looked like cotton wool. The hair looked mm. rubbish. Mind you, the hair did look like cotton wool in the French Revolution. Did it? Was well, that first-hand knowledge? I did go to see Les Mis uh-huh. on, in the West End one uh-huh. time, uh-huh. and towards the end, spoiler, when Jean Valjean comes out as an old man, his, <gasps> ha- his hair was definitely cotton wool there. Oh, there that go. was terrible. It's like £70 a ticket. Maybe it was a homage to that then. <laughs> £70 a ticket £70 a ticket the place was mobbed been running for 20 years and the bloody wigs made out of cotton wool anyway sorry I digress uh, so we've got our two protagonists for Assassin's Creed Syndicate uh, you can switch between Jacob and Evie yeah, Evie yeah. uh, Fry. Evie Fry. They are um, brother and sister, uh, and the voicing is going to be done by uh, Paul Amos for Jacob and Jennifer Hale uh, for Evie, uh, who, of course, uh, this is the folk who... Uh, let me see. Jennifer Hale was in Dragon Age Inquisition and Halo 4, and... She was the female she shepherd. She was the female shepherd in Mass Effect 3. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, it does... It, it looks all right. I mean, listen... More of the same, isn't it? I quite like the Assassin's Creed games generally. Black Flag was the last one I really loved. Mm-hmm. Um, the Industrial Revolution, Victorian London could be really interesting. Mm-hmm. It does look like they've learned their lessons, hopefully. Surely they would. There's not going to be any multiplayer in this one, as far as I'm aware. This is going to be a single-player story, yeah. which might solve some of the issues. Yeah. I just hope the game's ready. It needs a strong, strong launch, doesn't it? It needs to not be broken. Yeah. So, but we'll see. And you, you, your usual £300 editions with a statue and all that as well. Yeah. See, that's just how they make their money, surely, with all these collector's editions. You know, it used to be, remember, you just, just used to get a game. And it was a game. And then... Nowadays you don't even get that. You get a broken game. You get a broken game. You get a horrible mangled mess now of you, code. Now you get about six different versions, varying from like 50 quid to... Three hundred million pound. Well, again, we'll be talking about that later on with Destiny. Oh, Destiny. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, the next big announcement, which is this, is the one that I was even more excited about. I have to be honest. Um, so suddenly, Twitter just went mental mm-hmm. one day, I directing you to the Bethesda uh, website, and there was a an old timey television, nineteen mm-hmm. fifties. Uh, with a countdown set from 24 hours and everybody knew instantly I love that that kind of stuff instantly Fallout 4 was coming we had hoped it was coming and sure enough it was coming the next day we saw the trailer and it just looked brilliant it looks very nice with a voiceover of course from uh, Ron Perlman you can't go wrong with Ron Perlman who then later tweeted saying well that's been one of the hardest secrets I've had to keep (laughs) Uh, which again just exploded throughout the Twitter sphere Uh, so we got our launch date it's going to be November the 10th by the looks of things that's brilliant Uh, which basically blows just about everything out of the water 
mm-hmm. I mean that's going to yep. be the yep. big game well um, well, well we know oh, yes there is another one but um, it will be interesting yes um I'm so, so glad it's out this year, though. I love that when they, they, they've got such a big secret that they keep and they announce it and it's well, this year, you know. people did speculate that that would be the case with Bethesda because they do keep secrets for so long. And sure, also because sure. the game's such a massive uh, kind of IP, massive game, they could keep it quiet for that long. They don't need a year and a half of hyping it to, ah, yeah, you know, yeah. people hype it themselves. So anyway, um, some, some exciting news, actually, uh, is coming from Fallout. One of them is the fact that uh, Microsoft first announced that um, that mods will be working on PC PC mods for the game will will work on the Xbox That's One. Brilliant! So people then wondered, will that happen for for PlayStation? And it looks as though it hopefully will oh. be the case. Certainly, uh, Bethesda are wanting that to be the case. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, it just depends on whether Sony will allow it, but it looks like potentially that it's, it's going to be the case. I don't think there will be huge problems about it being a possibility. This is becoming more and more common now, isn't it? Modding? Well, crossover. PC well, console crossover. Yes, especially because of uh, the news about uh, Street Fighter. Street Fighter, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be quite interesting. Other things that look really interesting in Fallout 4 is that uh, you're um, you're going to be able to build your own kind of base, your own kind of shelter, mm-hmm. and potentially you're going to be able to save, like, harbour a community and look after people as well, which would be quite interesting. I think also the crafting system, although we don't definitely know what the crafting system is going to be like just yet, uh, anyone that's played fallout 3 or fallout new vegas will know that you just went around this wasteland collecting everything tin cans and obviously you got your nuka cola bottles and and uh, nuka cola caps and stuff like that. you were collecting all sorts of stuff but what would generally happen is you would just end up with a whole load of crap right, that yeah, wasn't any useful yeah. but apparently now uh they were saying that you, you know you, you'll find like a beach ball but what you can then do is burst the beach ball and the beach ball will then become plastic which, oh, right, which okay, you can use right, for crafting so that's going to be potential um and uh yeah so that's going to be quite interesting um now we were talking about special editions there is of course a special edition being announced at 100 pounds i believe or at least 100 dollars i think oh yeah which is a special edition uh release of fallout 4 which will come with a working pip boy <laughs> now was this a mini game or something no 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 so the, well there is a mini game app that's now out called the Fallout uh, Shelter, I think it's called. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Which is an iOS game, which is apparently very interesting, very dark. But no, a Pip-Boy, if you've ever seen any footage of the character from Fallout, uh, they've got this thing on their arm. The wee blonde guy? Is that, no, is that Pip-Boy? Well, no, no he's the, the Vault-Tech kind of... Oh, right. um, about this mascot, book. but your your character has a thing called a Pip Boy on his arm, which is kind of like a, a an iPad Mini that's strapped to the arm, ah, right, okay. um, which has all your information on it, maps and things like that kind of stuff. That's that was like the Vault Dwellers kind of go to um, piece of um, equ- equipment, basically. Right, okay. So this game's going to come with a working Pip Boy, which you can slide your iPhone. I, I'm not sure if it worked with other phones. It's certainly going to work with iPhone because of the iOS game. Uh, you slide your phone into this Pip Boy, and your phone you'll be able to wear it as a Pip Boy and fully access your phone through it, uh, which looks really Excellent. interesting. And actually, it's one of these ones where I mean, it's unbelievably geeky, but actually, it's one of these kind of special games or yeah, uh, yeah. things you would get. I mean, like I remember Call of Duty giving you night vision goggles. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, what are you going to use that for? Unless you're a oh, sex attacker, I can think of a few things. Yeah. So possible. Yeah, but unless that. Yes. yes <laughs> ah, see, the a possible second screen then as well. I, I think so. So yeah. you could be playing with your pit boy. 
That's quite I good. don't know how second screen will work in Fallout. Um, yeah, well. But potentially, I think that could be an option. So, yeah. I've not played any Fallout before. Um, as always, my brother was a big Fallout fan. I remember him playing Fallout games. Multiplayer? No, no this will no. be a single player only. Single player. Which is great. So, Fallout... Fallout's this massive open world game. And never, I mean, it was previously it was a kind of top-down isometric sort of game. Right. Um, it, it was a bit. I suppose it kind of looked a bit like a kind of Baldur's Gate sort okay, of. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sort of look. I can't remember control system wise. So please, if you do know, do get in touch and give us a shout out about the early Fallout games. I never played them. I played Fallout Three to death. It was just a huge game. This vast mm-hmm. open world game. Um, I remember that just, coming out. Yeah. Just fantastic. It was so good. Uh, I played a bit of New Vegas. Uh, I didn't play as much of that as I did of uh, Fallout 3, but New Vegas was also very good fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. some people preferred New Vegas. Um, so yeah, this game looks like it's going to be brilliant and it looks like it's literally going to just hoover up there. Whereas everyone's going to just be so invested in this game. Um, apparently, the, the world map is going to be so big that even some of the devs haven't seen the full world yet. Gosh. You know. That's, that's, that's going to be big. It's going to be vast. Um so it looks it looks really interesting. I'm really looking forward to that game. So is it procedurally really generated then? No, 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 the game is is made. It's just that they've obviously got different departments working on right, okay. different areas of the map. It's all set in Boston. Right, okay. Um Bast. so it'll be interesting post apocalyptic Boston. Mm-hmm. Um The trailer made it look very interesting, I have to say. It does look great. I did see some people hating on it. Apparently they didn't think the graphics looked that good. Mm. But the Fallout games haven't necessarily always been about the the, the graphics. Yep, it's yep. going to be more about the scale difference. Uh, the sorry, the draw distance and how huge it is, and just the the vastness. I remember uh, Fallout Three. One of the best experiences I ever had was um, there was. So this is a bit of a spoiler for Fallout Three, but there's this town um, nearby the first um, the first. Uh, uh, where you come out in the vault and you go into the town and there's a big bomb in the middle of the town right and basically there's a quest where either you can help the the locals deactivate the bomb uh-huh. or else the bomb blows up and that entire town vanishes off the face of the map forever oh gosh right okay now I must have started that quest and then forgot about it I don't remember blowing up the town oops but I never found that town again <laughs> so as far as I'm aware that town blew up <laughs> Uh, which possibly means I played a part in snuffing out uh, countless people. Oh but one, one of my favourite moments in the game quite early on again was I came across a supermarket and went into the supermarket and there was looters inside, bandits held up. And I was in there thinking, supermarket, that's going to have food and supplies. Right. But of course, second you go in there, you're like, everyone else is going to have the same idea. Uh-huh. And I had the most tense shootout I've ever had in my life against a whole... R- bunch of uh, raiders and bandits um, and of course the thing with Fallout particularly at the end point is not a lot of weapons not a lot of ammo about ah, right, okay. really tense brilliant game. Ah. great fun cool. So, cool so Fallout 4 yes please is that a cool little recommendation absolutely oh, absolutely interesting another cool little recommendation Ooh. is also coming out in November we have a a date? 17th. The 17th of the November. 17th for now. So you've got seven days to go buck crazy on Fallout 4 before Star Wars Battlefront comes out. I have to say, every, every week we work from a kind of noted script and Colin Little's noted script note for Star Wars Battlefront is simply, Wow. 
<laughs> yep. Yep, I think that's the only thing we need to say because we finally saw gameplay footage of this. And it was hot. It was unbelievable. It I, was. Uh, I, I felt the hairs up in the back of my neck. I felt like a wee kid. The it, Star Wars Battlefront reveal, gameplay reveal, was the only thing I watched live at E3. It just and I was so excited. So good. So, so excited. good. All the snow speeder action. It was all oh. on the Battle of Hoth. Um, jumping about. I mean, the actual direction of them to make all that happen oh. and the way the, the, the whole thing was put together and then you see attacks being brought down you see TIE fighters soaring mm. above the sky dog fights happening snow speeders taking down attacks uh, ATSDs shooting everyone to bits and Brilliant. then oh. Luke Skywalker oh, very, very and, good noise by go. the way you know what I mean that was, you know what I mean that was very it's good. not just you who can do wacky sound effects <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> And then Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader come face to face. Excellent. On the field of... Uh, Woo! I have to be honest though, Luke wasn't dressed for the weather. He wasn't, was he? wearing his Return of the Jedi outfit. Yeah. He's obviously went back in time. Because the Battle of Hoth was before he was worn, wearing his black outfit. Yeah. We'll let, we'll let them away with that because here? the game looks absolutely brilliant. <laughs> it does look amazing. It looks it looks so Star Wars as well, doesn't it? It looks kind of battlefieldy, but yet at the same time, yep. so much more Star Far Wars. Away, yep, yep. Um, I, I think people who like Battlefield will quite like it, but I don't think that necessarily if you don't like Battlefield, you're not going to like Battlefront. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it will be a different game. Um, and it's got the Star Wars feel to it. The whole it just It just looks excellent. I'm so excited about it. I really am. That is going to be very good. Yeah. So November 17th. And Fallout 4 is November 10th. As far as I'm aware, yes. So if you would like to direct your funds into the Nearly Men bank account <laughs> yes. for November. We will be uh, starting up a Kickstarter just so <laughs> that we can afford games. So we can talk about them. We yeah, can play them. We talk about it. them. You know, guys, you want to hear us podcast. You want to go on at us about how we've not got any podcasts. If we've not got games to buy, then we can't talk about games exactly and you'll just have to listen to Colin Little talk about other things please give generously (laughs) we've got a wee special feature we have um as we we said a way back at episode one uh, we are looking at getting other people on as a third mic on the the plan was to get rubbish people on this guy's quite good I know I know basically we've got a wee review Sent in by none other than Gary Hogg, who is an avid gamer, um, who we know, who has been gaming, I think, since he came out of the womb. Gary Hogg. Are you just picturing Gary Hogg coming out of the womb there? Is that what that means? More like a PSP in hand. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Gary's uh, played just about every console under the sun, I think. Um, He's a console kid. He he would have been a, a proper kid when... Uh, games were still coming out a proper kid you know whereas we were just big kids uh, <laughs> dragging dragging our, our gaming days with us uh, um, so what he has done he is uh, currently on Playstation 4 and um, I think he's also got 360 still and Nintendo's and all that stuff um, but what he's done is reviewed The Witcher 3 on mm-hmm. PS4 for us um, so I'll just queue this up and I'll just leave it to Gary yeah Hi guys, I'm Gary and I'm going to be giving you a non-spoiler review of The Witcher 3. To do this, I'm going to look at four areas. Graphics, gameplay and content, story and entertainment factor. So, first of all, graphics. If you have been following the game, you will already know it is stunning to look at. Uh, Characters, environments, 
special effects, everything is just magical. Very realistic uh, from the main characters down to the NPCs, which unlike in other games of this sort, such as Dragon Age or the Elder Scrolls games, you don't feel like you're talking to the same NPC over and over again. The faces for both male, female and children are varied enough to make the world seem very different and full of different people. The world itself is highly detailed and sometimes I feel like I can feel the wind blowing through my hair. Is that realistic? Each area has its own specific look to it, from snowy regions to swampy regions, and the attention to detail is phenomenal. It's so immersive and I kind of want to go there on holiday to be honest. And of course, one of the biggest draws is the monsters of the game. And let me tell you folks, they are downright terrifying at times. There's these weird blood things that live in the water and um, they've chased me quite a lot through the game. I'm kind of scared to fight them. The griffin looks great. Other creatures I won't spoil for you. They're just terrifying. And I would recommend you bring a spare pair of pants for some of the creatures you're going to fight. Next up, we have gameplay and content. Being out of the series, I wasn't sure how I was going to be able to um, fight the monsters easily. And I must say, the controls are very adaptable, a very understandable interface, very user-friendly. At first, uh, it is kind of overwhelming. There's lots of buttons to open lots of different sub-menus. There's lots of signs, which is the word for magic, to use, and side items. And I think for a good two hours of the first start of the game, I wasn't quite sure how I was getting through fights, but you get used to it and you learn to use get out weapons and stuff to best effect. The combat system is quite like the Batman Arkham games, which I was glad about because I'm good at those games. You have a heavy attack button, a light attack button for two different types of sword, metal for humans, silver for monsters. You have a counter button, you have a dodge button, and you have a roll button. It is quite responsive. Enemies don't just attack you, they have tactics as well. Some of the tactics are quite hard to get down. Some of the basic monsters kill you quite a lot at the start. Um, it's very trial and error, but enjoyable for when you kill those big monsters and you yell triumphantly over the rooftops of Glasgow. However, one part of the combat is lacking, and that's the fist fighting. If you're fighting more than one opponent, there's been a few times the game forces you into fist fights and you can't use your magic, you can't use your swords. And if there's more than one opponent, they kind of gang up and as soon as they hit you, the other hits you and kind of jams you into this routine and it's sort of impossible to get out. And if anyone knows how to get out of it, please let me know because I'm fed up of dying at those points. Geralt can also make witcher potions to help boost his attacks in battle or make foes weaker to his attacks, okay, which add a whole new tactical element to fighting. You have a poison level. If you go above that, you start to lose health. And sometimes you have to go quite far and wide to find ingredients for potions. But if you take the time, you can find yourself with that upper hand really quickly and that will. Content-wise, the game is stuffed full of content. I think for the first six hours, I stayed in the original area and thought that area was big. And then I met the next area and almost fainted. The game is massive. Side quests, fetch quests, main quests. There's just so much to do. I've barely scratched the surface of the story. I've mainly been doing side quests and I'm not bored yet, which is a real, real, real good thing. The story. Being new to The Witcher, I had no idea what the story was about. Luckily, a little booklet came in the game which tells you the backstory of The Witcher series, so that was useful. The story itself is very accessible, easy to understand. When you meet characters, they're very clever about giving you some backstory to them so that it's not taking forever but you don't feel like you're talking to a stranger. And the story itself is gripping. I don't want to say anything about the story, because that would be a spoiler, but 
so far I've been very pleased with it. Lots of twists and turns and the dramatic impact is there, even though I've never met these characters in my life. The script writing and voice acting is excellent and very, very immersive. Entertainment Factor is a two huge thumbs up. I couldn't put the game down. Still can't put it down, even though I have hundreds of other new games to play. It just gets in your brain. I was dreaming about it. It's that good. I've never been bored by a side quest. It offers something new about the story, of the characters, or the land that you're journeying through. It's just a fantastic game, well put together. If you die, you don't want to give up. You want to go back, try again, learn from your mistakes, try a new tactic, maybe try a potion, try a new spell, and just learn how the world works. It is great value for money, and I can only recommend it to anyone who's a fan of RPGs or fantasy games, Game of Thrones, Dragon Age, Elder Scrolls. Anyone who's into that needs to pick this up, as it will be one of the best games you've played in your life. Probably my favourite game of the year so far. Well, thank you very much, Gary Hogg. Yes, very good. Very good. Very good. good. A two big thumbs up. Two giant thumbs up, I believe. Two giant thumbs up. Gary Hogg. Yeah, I don't know where giant, giant thumbs. thumbs. It's also been <laughs> harvesting them by the witch. <laughs> thumbless giants. So, things to remember from that review is to bring a spare pair of pants. For the game or just for. Possibly just general. Uh, it's, it's good to mention the wee booklet that gives you the backstory. You don't get things like that anymore. Remember, you used to get things with games like I that. Know, I used, used to, to love get that instruction booklets. Now it's just a sheet. My favourite thing used to be like you know if I ever went to like Glasgow or Clydebank or whatever to get my get a game for like my uh, for my SNES or 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 later for the N sixty four on the drive home. Um, reading the instruction booklet, oh. getting excited about the game. Do you remember when they used to come in like big, almost VHS cases? Oh yeah, and it was just like a tape in it. I was. I remember that infamous game Hook that I discussed before. <laughs> oh, yes. That came in the biggest, the big, massive ocean cardboard <laughs> box. It was like a the size of a, like a canvas, like uh, you buy put your haggard in your wall. And you'd open up, and there's this plastic case, and then this solitary cassette tape, which, of course, as we have discussed, <laughs> ruined my life. <clears throat> Did you do well in that game, Colin? <laughs> I think we should hunt down a, a copy of Hook and get you playing it again. I think we should hunt down the folk that made Hook. <laughs> and then That's I'll go all law-abiding citizen on anyone them. out there has access to... Uh, was it a Commodore, Commodore 64? Commodore 64 version of a Hook. Let's get it going. We should actually... Uh, they're probably an emulator online. You wouldn't have to wait to load it. You could just keep trying all day. Well, I don't know if uh, that would be a great thing, but we should maybe see you that do a Let's Play. <laughs> So, as Colin mentioned, it was E3 uh, last week. Last week it was, yes. Um, big announcements as always. Good big show. What were your highlights, Colin Little? Well, uh, so I suppose we better. I suppose the easiest way to do it would be to go through it with the kind of the main developers' sure. platform. So, first up came Microsoft. Microsoft. Now, this was a massive moment for Microsoft because last E3 they got an absolute doing. Yep. Past two E3s. Yeah, yeah. and particularly the E3 before that they got a doing as well with their problems with DRM and mm-hmm. and just this misguided way of that suddenly they assumed that you know the your Xbox One nobody actually really wanted to play games on it. They they and they certainly didn't want to own games on it apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um they wanted you to stream games and they would keep a hold of them and then in between you you wouldn't be playing your game that much because let's be honest, nobody cares about games. What we really want to do is watch Sky while we're playing the game. Yeah. It, it, it was just a mess. 
and of course Sony then came out and said this is how you share games on PS4 and basically uh, the, the, the guy who his name escapes me basically just handed a copy of the game to Shuhei Yoshida <laughs> and he said thank you and that was how you shared the game and it was like this massive punch right to the ghoulies yeah. of Microsoft uh, pwned yes absolutely <laughs> and uh, basically from then the Microsoft have been struggling to, to keep up and it did there was a period of time right uh, kind of after that uh, and in the early days of the consoles where there was a real problem that Microsoft might have been done and Xbox yep. might have been done forever yep, you're right. now they have since managed to gather pace and and I think there was a, a month uh, just recently when actually in the US the Microsoft the Xbox One finally outsold the PS4 mm -hmm. however they're still a decent chunk behind uh, yeah. on sales obviously and um, as a result this was a this was quite an important time for Microsoft this E3 in particular I think if they'd had another horrendous time I think they could really be in trouble Yeah. Uh, yeah. so Microsoft fans out there will be delighted to know that it wasn't a failure uh, they actually did really well and Certainly, when this first came out, it did look as though they had pretty much just slaughtered Sony. Now, yeah, we'll come yeah. to Sony in a bit, and I think it, it since since changed, because I think Sony also hit back quite hard, but um, but there was a couple of massive announcements. Uh, first of all, they announced that uh, Gears of War 4, or Gears 4 as they're calling it, is well, coming out this year. Uh, Forza 6 is coming out. Predictable. This year. Fable Legends is coming out this year mm -hmm. Rise of the Tomb Raider is coming out this year and Halo Guardians is coming out this year so that's a huge that's a big lineup raft yeah. of <clears throat> Xbox exclusives and they're all coming out before the end of the year which is unbelievable that I mean that is mm -hmm. a massive step in the right direction I mean when you start looking into them Gears of War well could be great the first two were really good third mm -hmm. one I didn't like at all mm -hmm. I looked at the footage didn't look much different from any of the other games right. apart from the fact it was a bit more green it looked like they were kind of like it looked oh, a bit right. more European it was like an old church and stuff so I wonder if maybe it is set in Europe as opposed to mm -hmm. perhaps America this time is that a new um, story a completely new story or is it still tied onto the I'm not exactly sure they've still got the, the guns with the saws on them and right, all that they right. still look like they are gears I'm assuming it's all still that war right uh, it, it, I mean it looked different the graphics looked pretty good. There was a bit when a, a, a whole chunk of rubble came down and it didn't look that impressive. All right, okay. Um, but we'll see. I mean, Gears of War, it's a big... It will sell, you know, it'll sell units, is it? Yeah, as they say. Yeah. Uh, Forza, it's a racing game. You either yeah. like them or you don't, really. Yeah. I mean, you know what you're getting with Forza. Fable Legends is an interesting one because, to be honest, I played Fable... <laughs> I think or Fable 3 didn't really like it mm -hmm. didn't mm -hmm. really like it a bit too cartoony for me yeah I think it was it Fable Journey I played or something yeah um, I quite enjoyed it but I, I hear that Fable Legends isn't quite the game everybody thought it was going to be is that so? Uh, so I hear um, but then is that is that is Fable Molyneux? I think it might be Peter Molyneux He's not very popular at the moment. No. Well, we found out about that at uh, Rab's Video Game Empty, didn't yes. we? And his, um, his uh, opening, what was that? Opening a puzzle box and he promised someday 
a chance to yeah, try his yeah. new game and then Back that particular out. Scottish boy whose name escapes me at the moment was treated rather shabbily by yes. Peter Molyneux and basically just ignored by his staff yeah uh so yeah, he's not particularly popular at the moment. Uh, then of course comes Rise of the Tomb Raider. Now listen, this is the biggest pile of nonsense in the world. See all this exclusive stuff. Uh-huh. Microsoft have been so vague about how exclusive this is. Yeah, and they keep saying oh exclusively, but then you're then they've been asked, well how exclusive? Exclusive. Rise of the Tomb Raider will absolutely categorically come out on PS4. Yeah. I would reckon that the chances are... Well, we know that Rise of the Tomb Raider will not come out on PS4 before 2016. But I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out pretty early on in 2016. I reckon the chances are that it's exclusive until after the Christmas period. Right. Uh, so yes, it is exclusive to an extent, but it, it's not like a Gears or a Forza or a Fable or a Halo. Rise of the Tomb Raider will come out on PS4. A, a timed exclusive is what they call it now, isn't it? Yeah, but, they, yeah, but they're but very careful. They're not saying that, mm. but that's what it is because they, they haven't, they can't purposely say, every time they say it, they say, oh, exclusively on Xbox One at Christmas 2016 or whatever. Right, that's what yeah, they keep yeah. saying. But they refuse to actually admit that it's not definitely it's not a proper exclusive. A proper exclusive. So uh, there's always a wee asterisk next to that one. Uh, the footage of it looks great. It looks very cold. Right. Uh, do you know I've not seen the newer trailers? I didn't see any E3 trailers yet. It looks good. It yeah. does look good. Uh, I like the other one, although it made me sick. Um, the graphics look unbelievable. Mm. Um, so hopefully it'll be great. I, I'm quite fancy seeing another kind of evolution in that story. But listen, that's not that in particular. I mean, you know, if you like your Gears of War and you like your Halo and things like that, then of course you'd be interested by an Xbox One. But listen, don't buy into this whole Rise of the Tomb Raider exclusive because mm-hmm. it will be available on all platforms. Well, it'll definitely be invo- available on uh, PC, I imagine, and also on uh, mm. PS4 sooner rather than later uh, and then of course Halo Guardians uh, which confuses me on a couple of things first of all the use of the word Guardians mm-hmm. makes me think about Destiny yeah yeah. I wonder if there's some kind of tie into the Destiny universe of course oh. Bungie have always been involved in Halo although I don't think Bungie's developing this one they're not no so it seems an interesting uh, choice of title um, I saw the footage of it again looks quite good I've never been that interested in the Halo games because they're a bit too bright and colourful for me there's an awful lot of turquoise and kind of like magenta and yeah. all that in them and just um, just they just don't I prefer the more grittier games generally yeah I, I remember the big brouhaha with Halo 3 coming out um, and that was the first Halo I played, I think. Yeah. And it just didn't grab me at all. I mean, that was a time where Call of Duty was reigning. Yeah. And uh, it just, it just didn't, didn't really appeal to me. Yeah. So and, and likewise, since that's not It'll be interesting to, to see. I mean, listen, the thing is, these are big games. They are big exclusives. They are the games that you expect to see on your Xbox. Yeah. So they will be great. But let's not, as I said, Halo Master Chief Edition came out. Last year, the the thing and seemed like a great idea to create all these games together and multiplayer didn't do very well because it was um, it was broken. Is it working yet? I'm not sure if it is. I think I'm well. I'm, I'm assuming it is now, but it was badly broken at launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I think it got away with the fact that Assassin's Creed Unity was uh, overshadowing more, it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
but yeah so whenever know, i see the master chief collection i always read it as the master chef collection master chef every time every time master chief has mentioned master chef gives greg, a halo on your own you greg like. wallace and that other guy just uh <laughs> complaining complaining about master master chief scallops being overcooked <laughs> the buttery biscuit base <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three four three industries is who's developing. Three four three industries aren't yeah, they? Well, as I said, looks all right. We'll see. We'll that is see. interesting. Though the mention of guardians, that is, just, I hadn't noticed that. Till just you made me it think. Uh, so anyway, onto the big announcement from Microsoft. They announced backwards compatibility. That's huge. I, I, I was that 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 one e three for me. I think I know it's not completely backwards compatible yet, but. The reports are it's working exactly as they stated, and you know somebody put in their Mass Effect three disc and it works fine. But Mass uh, Effect three is like the only big game that actually is compatible at the moment. At the moment, but that that's yeah. that's huge to me. That because you know Sony Sony couldn't do it because they've went down the whole was it Sony now or whatever it is. Well, PlayStation now. PlayStation. I now. think there might. I wonder if there might be a, a bit of wiggle room with this one. Think? Possibly. You never know. I mean. You do wonder though, because Sony, uh, Microsoft did, and Phil Spencer did uh, get a, a bit of a, a kind of uh, jab in at Sony when he mentioned the fact that Microsoft won't charge you to uh, play games that you own. A little ironic, considering the fact that they were technically going to charge you for games that you wouldn't own <laughs> until the uh, until, until they had to do a, a hastily uh, hastily um, if. See if Microsoft announced backwards compatibility two E3s ago when they when they ah, lost it. Absolutely. I would have probably stayed with Xbox. But, but see, that's the point. That's the point exactly. There's a whole bunch of people who have now moved to Sony and have potentially sold their Xboxes. Mm-hmm. They've mm-hmm. potentially sold their Xboxes and their games. Mm-hmm. Or if they haven't, they're now going, well, it's too late. I bought a, I bought a yeah, PS4 yeah. now. Um, yeah, you're right. It would have been a big, big thing for them to do. I don't know why they didn't. There, there is a reason why Sony couldn't really go back on you couldn't replay PS4 games it's because of the way the games are built with the cell architecture the cell processor right as far as I'm aware that would be very difficult to to do to bring it back however with the streaming that's how they're getting around it but I wonder if there's going to be potentially some kind of leeway where maybe they'll let you put your disc in and if they detect you've got a game you could then you don't need to buy it then stream that game right right or maybe you could stream your online purchases or whatever whether they're going to do that I'm not sure PlayStation now it'll be interesting to see how it works um, most of the big games seem to be coming in you know remastered versions well, that, anyway that's the thing they're, um, they're, they're getting more money out of you Uncharted's coming um, which I potentially the Uncharted uh, Nathan Drake collection would be worth getting I would say they're brilliant games I'm thinking about getting it because uh, I haven't because you've never done it before yeah. um, so that, that's certainly something but but the backwards compatibility is an interesting one mm-hmm. uh, they also did quite a big thing about Windows 10 uh-huh. I see my little typo there I have wrote <laughs> Windows Windodos. just made me giggle. I didn't even notice that until now. Windodos. Windodos. Uh, so, Windodos 10. Do you know what? I'm so done. Windows 8 is the worst thing ever. I hate Windows 8. I disagree. I hate Windows 8. I like Windows 8. Uh, the first thing I do is put my Windows back on a desktop so it oh, looks like a PC. I work from the desktop. Certainly. But at the... I try to make my lengthy laptop look like a phone. Windows 8, uh, I think, is remarkably smooth i think everything works really well in it i don't mm. i don't use the start menu the start menu whatever what is it called the t- t- title tablet what is it's it? horrible it's horrible <laughs> it's the worst thing ever 
hate it. Uh, Windows 10. And it's great, Windows 10, you're getting for free if you've got Windows 7 or above. You're getting it for free. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I hope it's better than Windows 8. Um, so they try. The, see, this is what bamboozles me. Are they trying to make the Xbox a PC? It seems as though they're trying to like just put it across all their things so that you know right. if you had some kind of like if you had a laptop kind of tablet thing if you had this then your operating system would work across them all a bit like what Apple do with like your iMac and your your iPhone and your iPad right, okay. not a bad idea in essence but uh, I think a games console should be a games console exactly I mean are you really going to work on Microsoft I Word still on your think this is Microsoft trying to be a jack of all trades master of none mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nope. listen it may be great but. People, people have told them they want games. Mm-hmm. If if a new I you know a new operating system helps the games that fear does, but I'm not convinced. Mm. Mind you, with that lineup this year, that's they are answering the call. They're certainly answering the call for games. Yeah, but, you know, concentrate on it rather than. And there's a couple other games that weren't announced. Things like Scalebound, and there's another one which I can't remember off the top of my head, which is coming. There's a few big games that Microsoft didn't even mention that are also on their way. So Microsoft. This game's uh, lineup is strong. It mm-hmm. certainly is. It needed to be. Mm-hmm. It absolutely yep, yep. needed to be. Um, and they did well with that. They've also released the Elite Controller, which is going to have customizable buttons. You can remove buttons and replace them. You can put triggers here and there and move thumb pads about and things. Looks quite interesting. It's it's nothing new. Mm-hmm. There's been mm-hmm. um, kind of Elite controllers for uh, other companies for PCs and things uh, for a long time now this is this has been happening basically what's happening now is Microsoft were aware they were losing out on money yeah, so yeah, they've yeah. they've given an option it's nice to have the option though um, yeah, yeah. so that's coming out um, they've also got uh, a new IP called ReCore coming okay, out okay. I saw a bit of footage I'm, I'm not sure yeah. I'm not sure it looks like a kind of third person um kind of desert a sort of rpg sort of thing right. it looks quite similar to a big game that's coming out in the ps4 it looks kind of similar and i have to be honest comparatively i didn't think it looked that great fair play uh mm-hmm. so we'll come to that in a minute and the other thing is and this is where some of the old uh, xbox fanboys are going to have to um take their medicine hmm. there was an awful lot of indies announced for um Mm-hmm. for Xbox so it seems that uh, all those folk out there that have been calling the PS4 the indie station for a while going to have to get used to the X-Bone becoming the indie box yeah. potentially yeah. Uh, I quite I mean I love indies and do you, yeah. know, do you know what indies has done for PlayStation 4 it's meant there's been a constant stream of games absolutely I mean every single week there's new games on PlayStation and some of them are great yeah exactly some of them are exactly. absolutely brilliant and uh, I think you know, I, I think it was absolutely guaranteed it was going to happen, especially mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. again, Microsoft had seen that they were losing. They were losing. You know, again, yeah. indies were a big thing on the Xbox 360, mm-hmm, yeah. and then when the whole DRM thing came out, when all the thing when when Xbox shot himself in the foot, the indies went. Well, we're just going. You know, Sony are, are far more. Um, appreciative of us yeah. and, and far more kind of welcoming so we're going to go there and, and I think Microsoft have had to to really kind of put an effort in to do that so it looks like a number of your your indie games are going to be coming to the Xbox as well uh, including of course uh, Rare Replay which is going to be 30 games from Rare's uh, back catalogue oh, okay, okay, for like yeah. $30 apparently that's good uh, yeah, people are a bit disappointed though. They kind of wanted to see uh, Rare do something new. They wanted to see, you know, a, a new Perfect Dark, for instance, or or a Banjo Kazooie or something yeah. like that. Or something. Um, I used so? to love Rare. Of course, they made GoldenEye, which was just one of my favourite ever games. But uh, yeah, so I mean, a strong, a strong conference from 
Microsoft. I yeah, think, I think. Without a doubt, yeah. Phil Spencer. Not to be confused with Phil Spector, who I kept, <laughs> kept saying by mistake. Uh, Phil Spencer, I hasten to add. Um, I think he did did a good job. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a very strong conference for Microsoft. Are you regretting having a PS4 now? Do you know I'm not in the slightest? No, I'm not. As I say, Even with the backwards compatible. As I say, if that was if that was from the word go, it might have kept me there. But I'd, I'd love my PS4. I, I wouldn't go back to Microsoft at all. Mm, there we go. Well, so what happened then was, of course, Sony came up, and everyone was like, "Well, Sony are going to have to, mm-hmm. going to have to kind of raise their game here because Microsoft's given them a bit of a doing." So, what happened was obviously Microsoft had mentioned a whole bunch of games, had led with the games, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Well, what's Sony going to do?" Well, Sony also led with games and opened up with one of the games that, like, literally everyone had to, every year. This game had been mentioned for six years. The Last Guardian mm-hmm, appears. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, which is basically a spiritual successor to Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, which were just the most interesting games. Uh, very odd, very unusual, very hard to define, but mm-hmm, wonderful yeah, yeah. Um, emotional uh, stories. Shadow of the Colossus. I didn't play a lot of Eco, but uh, Shadow of the Colossus I played quite a bit of, and it moved me quite a lot. I, I, I it was quite a, an experience playing that game. So. Um, finally, not only did we just see an announcement or like a logo of the Last Guardian, we saw some gameplay footage. Yep, yep. That, I, I'm, I, I've fallen in love with that weird cat bird dog thing. <laughs> the cat bird dog thing. Which everyone, I think everyone's calling him cat bird. I think they're calling or cat bird. bird dog or I can't remember what they're calling him. Yeah. But apparently, the the developer actually referred to him as the monster. Oh. It just looks so great. It's it very well animated. Really interesting. The feathers are just incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it looks really interesting as well, this this wee kid shouting this incomprehensible language and this mm-hmm. uh, kind of relationship between him and the, the creature. And the kind of... It, it's not like um, in previous games where you maybe had a pet or something like that and it's been very much like, go there, do that. There seems to be more of a kind of... Uh, cooperative side of it, the, yeah. and it, it, the animal seems to understand. It, it looks really interesting. Yeah, fair play. Um, fair play. It won't be for everybody, but I think it will be a very unique experience, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. it's going to be more unique than anything on any other platform at the moment. I mean, it just yeah. looks really interesting. Uh, so that's coming out at some point, probably next year, maybe even the year after. We're really not sure when yeah. that's coming out. Uh, then, of course, uh, the also a massive announcement was a remake of Final Fantasy VII. That's right, which apparently everyone really wants. Well, the people had been going on about it for a while, and then it was kind of teased that there was going to be a, a port of the HD Master right. of Final Fantasy VII. They announced that I think last year that that was coming, and everyone was like, "So that's it. We're just getting the the old PC mm-hmm. remaster as a port." Seems a bit lazy, Sony. I think that was maybe a wee bit of um, subterfuge, because right. obviously to hide this, this is going to be a completely new kind of remake of the game. This is some uh, a vast chunk of people's favourite game of all time. Yeah, I think that's the only Final Fantasy I've played. Uh, it's the only one I played at length as well. Yeah. It is excellent. Um, and it will be interesting to see. Um, obviously, we never saw any in-game footage. It was just a kind of pre-rendered right. video sequence. It, it looked cool. It looked cool. Yeah. The place went mental for oh, it. Aye. Absolutely mental aye, for they it. They wanted it. Uh, so, so that will be interesting to see how it goes. Um, they also... Uh, released it. So we saw some gameplay footage of No Man's Sky. Yeah, I've not seen this yet. I've not seen the actual so, footage. 
Yeah, I mean, it still looks really interesting. It looks just just looks vast. Yeah. But, um, the only thing, and I saw, I heard, uh, I think it was Greg Miller was talking about this on on uh, Greg Miller on the kind of funny. <laughs> That's Mr. T. <laughs> it was about Mr. Uh, T, sorry. On uh, the kind of funny games cast, uh, and he was saying that he kind of wanted to see the story. He wanted to find out mm-hmm. how the gameplay works. Okay, we understand about the exploration. We understand how weird and kind of wonderful all these worlds will be. But how does yeah. the actual game what work? What is the game? Well, how does that? And that's the only thing they haven't really shown us yet. Maybe there's not a game. Well, I don't know. Maybe I mean, it does It does look interesting. It does look, again, like nothing else. Yeah, it looks seen. huge. A huge, huge game. Well, potentially, I mean, especially there's this moment in the in the footage where the guy zooms out of the map. Like, he goes into his map and zooms out and he says, so So he says, right, so he comes out and we see the, the kind of planet become like a star. Mm-hmm. And then he zooms out again. There's all these other stars. And then he zooms out again. And he's like, so that's a solar system. And then he zooms out of that Whoa. solar system. And he's like, so that's a galaxy. And he zooms out of that. And he says, and you just just see gosh thousands of them the entire i mean this the zoom is so huge you see stars everywhere and every one of them is is a, a solar system which then has countless stars oh, and moons gosh. and it looks vast see this is something that i've not clarified yet is i know you can go straight from space to land on a planet mm-hmm. can you land anywhere on that planet or is it just a generic you go in and there's a landing spot on that planet as far as i'm aware you can land basically anywhere on the landmass that's mental yeah it, it does look absolutely massive so it'll be interesting to see but um again another game this is a playstation exclusive um this is what might stop me getting elite dangerous that's mm-hmm. what I'm worried about because it'll be too similar, I think. I know, so, I know, but so diff- it would be diff- potentially one or the other. I think so. I, I don't think I could get both of them. Um, but I, I, as your man Greg Miller says, I need to see the game. Yeah. I need to see what the yeah, game Well, that's is. what we do need to see. But let's not forget there's uh, Gamescom and also yeah. PlayStation Experience to come this summer. And I assume that they in particular will, will, will leave a lot of their stuff till. till, till uh, PlayStation is the yeah, primary yeah. Um, thing because they'll want to keep some of their stuff for their own thing so I reckon we'll see more of that then yep. a massive exclusive uh, now this is only a console exclusive but a massive exclusive is Street Fighter 5 that's huge to get that now this is really interesting because it's going to potentially be cross play with PC mm-hmm. so you'd have thought that instantly PC and Microsoft would have worked better or yeah. PC and Xbox would have worked better but it's not this is coming to PlayStation 4 and it's the only place on console and and it's going to be a permanent exclusive as far as I'm aware it's, uh, Not it, a as far as they're aware yeah uh, Street Fighter 5 will never be on Xbox One mm-hmm. which is unbelievable because yeah. you know now listen some people like uh, Mortal Kombat I've always liked Mortal Kombat I was like the brutality of them but my first ever fighting game was Street Fighter 2 Turbo right. on the SNES mm-hmm. and for, as far as I'm concerned the fighting game is always going to be Street Fighter Fair play, yeah. yeah. So this is a huge thing. These these massive conferences all around the world. Street Fighter Five is going to be a big, big game. Mm-hmm. I think the cross the cross play with PC is huge. Huge. That's going to open up a whole really lot of doors. I think. Yeah, and if that works fine, then any game potentially could work fine. Um, so then it came a, a, an announcement. Now these are all slightly out of order, and I'm jumbling them about a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this was the game I was I kind of mentioned earlier on. 
which seemed to look kind of stylistically sort of similar to ReCore mm-hmm. on the Xbox, but but better. Horizon Zero Dawn. So this is Guerrilla Games that's that's made this game. Right. Uh, and basically, Guerrilla Games are the team who made uh, the Killzone series. Right. Okay. So, uh, Guerrilla Games made other games. I remember them making this game in the P- PS2, I think it was, maybe PS3, called Shellshock Nam 67. Right. It's this Vietnam shooter, kind of very adult, very kind of like uh, violent, quite controversial. Wasn't brilliant. It was okay, but it wasn't brilliant. Uh, then they ended up making the Killzone series, and that's what they're known for. The right. Killzone's right. not for everyone. I like them, but they are quite gritty, quite dull, quite grey, quite, you know, oppressive kind of colour yeah, tone. Yeah. This game looks completely different. It's a third-person... Um, uh, RPG open world adventure basically set sort of after an apocalypse where basically w- people have kind of returned to like living in caves and you're kind of like a caveman right. however the people are out there hunting and being hunted by what can only be described as robot dinosaurs okay so you're hunting with like a wooden bow and arrow that fires EMP arrows Right, okay. Hunt these things in salvage parts. It looks spectacular, yeah. and this entire world is is basically again. This is a, like a true open world game, as far as I'm aware. They have told you, you know, if you see a mountain, you see a mountain, you can climb it. There's going to be no loading screens. There's going to be no right. sections. You're not going to like cross a bridge and then you you're in a new part of the world. The entire map's open from the beginning, as far as I'm aware. This game looks like it could be an absolute game changer. Mm. It looks brilliant, and the footage we saw, they're, they're chasing these kind of like small kind of like raptors. Now they've they, they supposedly they've said they're not dinosaurs. They're they're basically robot dinosaurs. Right, and there's one that turns up in the trailer. This robot t-rex it looks unbelievable mm. like you see it at first because you're your central protagonist the uh, female character for life me i can't remember she's got a name but i can't remember what the a, name a is female character female did the manage to, to animate okay. no, yeah. i can't believe it ubisoft take note um <laughs> and then the camera zooms out and you just see this enormous t-rex thing gosh it looks very cool well, I've, I've not seen any of this at all and this is but... ps4 exclusive mm. You know, so this could be a big one. Um, I'll check that out. Uh, then, of course, there was the Shenmue 3 Kickstarter. Again, this is a massive game. So I've never really played Shenmue. No, me but neither. these are huge uh, Japanese games. Uh, and the Kickstarter was, I believe they wanted $2 million. They got that in about half a day or something like that. Nine hours. And Nine, nine hours. hours. And I believe it's now up to $3 million. Gosh. So that game's happening. I mean, is, is that alright just to hijack the Sony conference and say give us money? Is that is that ethically alright? Well, I, I, mean, th- I think they're going to be offering a whole load of perks and things like that. I, I and think Sony are involved in it. Sony are developing them as well. You do wonder why Sony couldn't have just given them the, the $3 well, million in the first place. Yeah. However, I think as much it was more of a vote of confidence. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love Kickstarter. I think it's great. My brother does a lot of Kickstarters with games. Uh, mm-hmm. He was in Elite Dangerous right from the start. And it's... It's just, just it's a vote of confidence, as you say. It's You know, you, you pay for the game before getting it. And that that's all right if you're... You know, if you're up for it, yeah, I think it's a great idea. I just, I just don't know if a Sony conference is the place to do it. It's a bit like, well, it was E3, so I mean, it was the Sony section of E3, but it was yeah. this fast thing. I mean, the world was watching video games at that point. Well, exactly, but it's it's, it's kind of a wee bit like a kick in the face because it, it's, a, it's a Sony studio, isn't it? Well, I think certainly Sony are going to be involved in the development of it. I don't, I don't know if the studio is actually. I just don't know. I mean, we've given them billions. 
of dollars by buying their consoles and things. Well, that's it. Like, yeah. yeah, that's but, certainly it. But as far as I'm aware, though, Kickstarter, this you know, is so going to be. This isn't going to be like a first-party Sony developer. This is a developer who will be working. An indie developer who will be working with Sony. Um, Fair to, play. To and it. it seems like a huge game. I, mean, I don't know it, but um, the fact that they got that money that quickly yeah. just goes to show you that people were obviously happy enough to give the money, yeah. uh, and it seems to have done done brilliant. Now another big thing on the Sony con- uh, uh, conference was Call of Duty Black Ops Three. Oh, you, now, you uh, must have been on your feet. <laughs> now listen, I, I hmm, I'm so done with Call of Duty. Although generally I prefer the Black Ops games to the Modern Warfare ones. However, uh, this was a massive kind of coup yeah. for Sony because yeah, Xbox have had the Call of Duty games for like the last I don't know six, seven E3s in a row, and suddenly they didn't have it, and mm-hmm, and it was here, mm-hmm. and now um, Call of Duty is coming with a beta for PS4. First, yep. it's going to come with exclusives first, and it seems to be that now they're marketing it. And now, when you see the the big trailers for the Call of Duty games, which of course sell by the truckload, yeah, yeah. Uh, so say the Champions League games or whatever, when these games come up, it's always Call of Duty yeah. adverts. It's now going to say the place to play it, the mm-hmm. best place to play it will be PlayStation. That's going to get Sony countless more units sold. Yeah, there are folk who basically only buy two games a year. They buy a FIFA and they buy a Call of Duty, yep, and that's exactly. all they buy. Yep. They may yep. be buying Assassin's Creed these kind of yearly things and whatever console seems to have the best deals that's mm-hmm, the one i mean mm-hmm. people are swayed by advertising this seems to be a huge deal for that's huge for sony what worries uh, me though is does that mean battlefront as is, is microsoft got battlefront well it was ps4 gameplay that that they were used uh, battlefront was was on lo- i mean i think there was a section of it on the xbox thing but the main chunk of battlefield f- footage yeah. was actually during the sony conference it was on ps4 you're and right. it was on ps4 but are they going to get you know you remember i think it was mm, was it playstation that got all the battlefield maps early um was it microsoft i can't remember but my worry is that Microsoft get all the goodies for Battlefront because I'm don't, like you. I'm not interested in Call of Duty it's, it, because it's EA. I don't think they're going to do that. I think EA will want. I think what they generally do is give some to somebody and some to the other. Or what do you mean? They just want the money? EA? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think because it's Disney, because it's Star Wars, because it's. I think it's going to it. basically yeah. go to everybody um, right? on Battlefront. Uh, so I don't think that's. I take your point, but I don't think that's another big one. Of course, is uh, is Destiny. Destiny, the Taken King, which of course is going to come with exclusive gear, uh, exclusive strikes, exclusive uh, maps, and things like that for uh, PlayStation Four. That was another point that Destiny seemed to be on the Sony conference more than the Microsoft, although it's coming to both. Uh, this game's come under a bit of um, criticism, though, because the pricing's come out for the Taken King. Mm-hmm. This expansion, although it's going to be considerably bigger than House of Wolves, which is actually, coincidentally, um, excellent. Oh, good. Really good. good. Um, it's going to be £40 mm-hmm. for the expansion. Mm-hmm. Or if... So so now, for instance, I've already bought the game, so I bought the game, it was £40. I then got the season pass, which was £35, so that's mm-hmm. £75 I've uh-huh. spent on it. Now they want me to spend our £40 on the Taken King, which means that £115 I'll have spent on that game. Or... See, for people who are just coming to Destiny now, they're going to be able to buy the special edition for £80 and get it all. Uh, people are furious about it, absolutely furious about it, and understandably, I mean, well, it seems uh, to be shafting your 
you're it's kind of yeah you are kind of getting it the you know almost the game of the year edition for yeah. the other stuff you yeah. know what i mean but that's uh, a huge difference in price and it, it is so they expecting people to just buy the game again it's a lot of money to spend on one game it's a huge amount of money in a yeah. year and, and also you buy a season pass surely your season pass should last you the year at least well that's the theory isn't it that's the theory uh, i think that, that is quite a lot of money I'm, I'm quite surprised that that's going to be 40 pound it's very poor it's yeah, very poor and apparently they've come out and said well we're we're um we're very happy with the value and then of course they've kind of shot themselves in the foot because the uh, the guy who did the interview was talking about the fact that basically there's new dancing emotes oh that's and and and, and, and then he spent a whole time talking about how that people are just going to hoover this up for these dancing emotes i don't I, listen i hardly ever the only thing we use the dancing in destiny's in an ironic daft yes, way and yes. no point did i buy that game to dance i bought that game to shoot aliens <laughs> but is it, is it more is it more I've, I've not got the expansion so maybe you can help but the the is it just more of the same is it more yeah, run, I mean, run down caves, get to a big baddie, kill it. Oh. Yeah, there will be a lot of that. I mean, there's mm. new types of games. The multiplayer maps are great. The Trials of Osiris, they've now got this thing called the Prison of Elders, which is a kind of wave-based thing with big rewards. Right, okay, okay. Great fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. House of Wolves is really good. I would advise anyone that was enjoyed Destiny to get House of right, Wolves. Right, okay. Dark Below, not so much. Um, although it does come with a raid uh, but the House of Wolves is a really good expansion and really changes the game so t- the Taken King has got to have uh, it's got to have something else isn't it well it's going to have much? a new storyline anyway it's going to have new uh, a brand new planet as far as I'm aware Um but it's, it's got to, it's got to be something big. It's got you know. For well, that I think there's also going to be new subclasses for the for the okay, characters. Okay. So there'll now be a third subclass for each character. There's going to be, uh, I believe, a new raid. There's going to be new strikes. There's going to be a new story missions. Right. Okay. It's better, I mean, it certainly it certainly sounds. I just don't think it's enough to be. I mean, thirty pounds maybe, uh-huh, possibly. Uh-huh. Forty pounds, 40 a new pounds game. is a new game, and I'm not convinced you're actually fully getting a new game's yeah. worth of content. And especially for somebody like myself who owns the season pass, I'm kind of expecting them to at least give me a discount. Mm-hmm, at least mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. season pass holders get um, a tenner off or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Because I've already spent thirty five yeah. pound on the game. And again, it's that it's that vote of confidence. I'm buying my season pass because I'm going to get so, everything. So uh, uh, yeah, it's not great. It's not great, and no amount of dancing emotes are going <laughs> to do it. <laughs> So I suppose that wraps up Sony. Um, I have to be honest, I, I thought it was pretty strong from Sony. Uh, yeah, they don't have the big... Oh! <laughs> that wraps up Sony. Sorry, I, I, thought you were, you. I thought you were leaving I was the leaving end. it to last. I was leaving it to last because Sony left it to last. <laughs> what a ditty. <laughs> Uncharted 4. Wow. Yes, I was very impressed. It looks brilliant. What I I showed it to the wife. My wife takes quite an interest in, in things and uh, and how games have, are developing over the years. And you know she's she's one of these people that thinks um, you know games will just become like movies and things. Um, and what really impressed me about Uncharted, and I knew they'd already announced this, was the cutscene seamlessly went into the game, absolutely seamlessly. They've always sort of done that on the Uncharted games, but... but there was no blip, there was no. no change in graphics, it was just very flowing. They did have a minor blip where the controller didn't seem to be synced, I don't know if you noticed this. Oh, I didn't see that. they had no. a problem where uh, it seamlessly went into the thing and Drake didn't move because the guy's controller wasn't working. Oh. But it oh, just oh, goes to show you that at it least working. it was definitely playing. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually yeah. a demo because, yeah. you know, sometimes these guys are miming, miming that they're playing. He was actually playing because they had to reboot it, bring it up. Uh, I think they changed controller around and then it played. Right. It looked 
unbelievable. That was awesome. Uh, I heard Colin Moriarty talk about this on the kind of funny games cast that he's now doesn't want to see any more Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Just wants to play it. He just wants to play it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm kind of the same. I saw I saw enough of that to go, that looks so brilliant. And the Uncharted games have famously got these huge set pieces, which are just brilliant. I don't want any more of them spoiled for me. So I'm yeah. like, it looks great. It does. It looks very good. And I, I love the, the whole... I mean, I, I understand that this is a... A regular for Uncharted, but the, the whole kind of Indiana Jonesy type, oh, absolutely. Quick, quick-witted quips as oh, you're fighting yeah. and things like Nathan that. Nathan Drake's just so funny as well. He really is very funny, and the humour's always been great in them. Now, all these games, and very few of them are coming this year. Uh, I think uh, Call of Duty's coming this year, Destiny of Taken King's coming this year, and uh, we still don't know when Un- uh, No Man's Sky's coming out. Mm-hmm. Uncharted's 2016. Last Guardian might be later. March 2016. Uncharted. Um, so, you know, Microsoft have an advantage in some respects that these games are all coming out, you know, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Halo, blah, blah, blah. However, the big games we're really excited about and the big games we talked about really making money, mm-hmm. we're talking about Assassin's Creed. We're not that excited, but it will sell yeah, hundreds, yeah. hundreds of copies, right? It's on both platforms. Call of Duty... It's going to be on both platforms. It always sells a huge amount. Yep. FIFA, for instance, it sells huge content. It's mm-hmm, always going to mm-hmm. Fallout, uh, Fallout 4, which is potentially going to be game of the year. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's on both platforms. Star Wars Battlefront, game of the year. It's on for, yep. you know. So Xbox owners, of course, they'll be interested in Gears 4. Of course, they'll be interested in Rise of Tomb Raider Halo, you know. But will they be more interested in them than Battlefront or Fallout well, or whatever? Even the, the games you're talking about, you're talking already about two hundred pound. Absolutely. You know what I mean, and then if you're wanting to get your Microsoft exclusives, that's another you know three hundred and fifty pound or something there. So how much the money do people have to spend well, in, in this exactly. six month period? You know so I mean? yeah, there aren't any big Sony exclusives coming before Christmas but to be honest in some ways that might be a good thing from Sony's point of view because there's so many uh, third party games yeah, coming that yeah. are huge yeah. Fallout 4 is going to apart uh, uh, I mean the only games that will have any chance against Fallout are Call of Duty Assassin's Creed and um, and Battlefront mm-hmm. and, can, mm-hmm. and, and I don't mean in a quality stakes I mean in a scale of sales yeah yeah so why would you necessarily unless you had a big game like an Uncharted or something why would you even bother trying to to bring it up you yep. know yep. so that that as a result brings up now I realise this has already been quite an epic hasn't it a wee bit yeah yeah so uh, people are loving it we'll be moving on now what's to coming in Nintendo <laughs> Uh, I have to be honest. This is um, this is not a great. This was not a great conference from Nintendo. I'm, I'm not huge on Nintendo, as you know. But as a Nintendo fanboy from years and years gone by, and a lover of Nintendo, I'm getting worried about them now. Star Fox Zero looks excellent. Doesn't look graphically excellent. Does look fun. Yep. Super Mario Maker looks really interesting. You're going to be able, be able to basically make your own Mario content. Right, okay. Think of, you know, Super Mario fans all around the world making their own levels will be incredible. That will be good. Uh, and of course, apart from that, they also announced some content for Super Smash Brothers, uh, which is includes some amiibos, which are like wee plastic guys that you can play in the game. And also, like, you can bring in your Miis and things like that. Right. Yeah. Apart from that, there wasn't really much that looked like great. They brought out some Muppets at one point. All the guys turned into Muppets. Good, good. And they brought out Muppet versions of the Star Fox characters. 
mm, seemed quite gimmicky. They did their Nintendo World Championships as well as part of the conference. They had a bunch of brilliant Nintendo players from all around the world uh, come out and uh, basically mm. play Nintendo, and then they gave a guy a trophy, and that was kind of the end of the conference. Um, they've already basically given up on the Wii U, unfortunately, which um, just hasn't sold. It's just not sold at all, yeah. um, which is a worry. Um, because obviously they've got games like Zelda and things like that coming. There's now the potential that you might not get a, a Super Metroid game on the, the right. Wii U because already it's coming. They're already talking about NX, which is going to be their next console, and a number of people are predicting this is pretty much the last chance to lean for, right. for Nintendo right. as far as making hardware yeah, yeah. is. Uh, and potentially they might end up... In the near future, we might actually see Sony, uh, sorry, Nintendo, just become like a third-party games developer. I mean, they've got these wonderful IPs, things like Mario, which will just sell and sell. Mario yeah, Kart, yeah, Smash yeah. Brothers is great. These great characters, and then, of course, Zelda, Super Metroid, things like that. But you know, I I would be awful sad if there wasn't a Nintendo console out there in the future. Um, so I really hope that whatever it is with NX they do, but I think they need to get things right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just don't know. Uh, so, yeah. Coincidentally, just before we move on to the final uh, bits about E3, uh, and particularly with the thing about Microsoft, and it kind of ties in with the Nintendo thing. I was unaware of this until I saw these figures. But did you know, Paul, yes, uh, that uh, last month the Xbox One was outsold 26 to 1 this is the Xbox One, current gen, sold 26 to 1 in Japan. That's unbelievable. By, Against? By the PS3 last generation <gasps> software, which is now over 10 years old. That's, I mean, that's... that's 100, that's Xbox, 100 Xbox Ones were, were sold in that month. 100 Xbox Ones in Japan. 2,600 PS3s were sold. 100 Xbox Ones... Compared to twenty six hundred, two thousand, I think it's two thousand six hundred and thirty three PS3s, <laughs> which is ten years old, as you say. Well, it's over ten years old. I mean, it's it's staggering that. Um, Just like to say that there's one hundred twenty seven point three million people in Japan. Yep. So a hundred of them bought Xbox Ones last year, uh, last month. Yeah, last month I think last it was. Month. Yep. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not great for Microsoft. Great for my- now listen, Microsoft have never sold particularly. The, the the Xbox never did particularly well in Japan. I'm not even sure they're really trying that hard in yeah. Japan as a result. But it's quite alarming mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that 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 you know people are favouring a ten year old Sony device over the Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just goes to show you, and that's potentially why a number of the games that are on Sony are slightly more aimed at the Japanese market, potentially. Yeah, well, yeah. Although they seem, you know, they are doing a bit of both. Um, well, Sony is a Japanese company. Well, of course they are. Microsoft is a, an a, Amer- American company. company but which, even, as you say, their lineup from E3 has got no lean to try and to, gain to, any to ground. To gain it? any ground. And maybe they've already kind of written it off. But I just think Japan... Japan in a video games context, context is not some place that you would necessarily want to write off. I don't think it's, it's a vast market. Certainly not. So it was just an interesting wee kind of side thing. Now, mm. I see you have noticed any um, any other exciting things that were missing. Well, we, we forgot to say, we, after we casted last time, we spoke a wee bit about E3, we actually got in touch to each other and said, we totally forgot to mention this game. And I, 
I'm a wee bit surprised it wasn't E3 at all, but... I think we were wishful thinking. I'm, I'm hoping for Gamescom now, but I don't know. The new Red Dead Redemption game, which is kind of r- rumoured. I mean, the... the it's only rumoured, though. Well, yeah, they, they've said... Does it take two? Take two have said... It's coming. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're not stupid. This is a great game. We're going to do another one of these. And I just, I just thought there might have been a wee... Oh, here you go! Next-gen Red Dead. Well, it's just because we loved it. It is, of course, Rockstar that produced it. Um, and, uh, well, they didn't have their own... True, they didn't have any conference. Yet. I think if anything, they were going to mention it. So it might come at Gamescom. It might come at PlayStation Experience, maybe... But yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that announced. I'd love to see it announced, but I'm not that surprised it didn't come. But yeah, well, fair play. Fair I pray play. that it does at some point. Yes. Um, yeah. Because there is talk that it's going to be set in John Marston's Outlaw Days before he before, gave it up. Oh. That's the rumour at the moment. I'd love to see him again. Yeah, he was a great, love to see great him character. Again. Will um, we move on? Yeah, we better move on. Uh, well, I'll just fly through this because it's, it's, it's fairly old news, but... Uh, yep. What date is it? It's the 24th today, so you've got about six days left to get these. <coughs> Only if we get this well, out today. Oh, this will get out today. <coughs> uh, games with Gold, current Game with Gold, uh, Xbox 360 is Thief, which you weren't that keen on. Yeah, it's rubbish. Um, Xbox One, Massive Chalice. Sounds like a ridiculous title. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a porn movie. <laughs> and pull- a, po- a porn movie? <laughs> porn movie. A porn movie. <laughs> and Pool Nation FX. So that sounds exciting. Grab them. Also, I'm looking for these. I did find out at the moment you can also get for free on the Xbox One the Game of Thrones Telltale. Episode one of the season one, episode one. Yeah, you can get that free at the moment. It's Along- apparently very good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Telltale's great, isn't it? You can also get Airmech Arena free, Neverwinter MMO free, Warframe free. You can also get that on PC- PS4 free at the moment. Happy Wars you can get for free, Project Spark and Voice Commander. They're all free at the moment on Xbox One. So gather up your goodies. PlayStation Plus games for June. Um, I, I'm not sure. Did we announce this last time? I can't remember. Um, uh, but at the moment you can get Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. Get you warmed up for the Phantom Pain coming next year. Skull next year coming September. Is it September the ninth? I believe. Oh well. Oh well, that that'll need to be more funds added to the nearly made bank account. <laughs> uh, Skulls of Shogun Bonafide Edition. Uh, they're both on PS4 you can get just now. For the PS4 and the Vita, you can also get Super Exploding Zoo. It was uh, one of my um, least successful business ventures. See, it's now made a computer it, game, though. It was horrific. Horrific. <laughs> and Futuridium. Oh, I got that first time. I'm so pleased. There you go. Um, you can get them all free on the PS4 at the moment and the last two on Vita as well. For the PS3, you can get Call of Juarez Glenslinger. Which is very good. And Cloudberry Kingdom. Which I don't know anything about, really. Yeah, I've, I've not played any of the, the PS You've Plus games. you played Ground Zeroes. Ground Zeroes I've played. Which is good. Do you know, that's the first but P- short. PS, uh, PS Plus game that's came out that I have. That's the first one in a year and a half of having a PlayStation. Yeah, not many have come out that have scuppered it for me. Ground Zeroes was one and Rogue Legacy was one. Oh, Rogue Legacy, I tell you, I had Rogue um, Legacy. But I don't think there was anything else that I've bought first and then it came out on thingy. So I think yeah. it's been quite good. Very good. And that, I mean, that's two, four, six games for free. That's brilliant. Yep. Recent and new releases. Uh, recent releases, The Elder Scrolls, 
online, Tamriel Unlimited, which I picked up. Yep. Uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying it at the moment. I'm afraid it's going to be a wee bit repetitive, but um, all the reviews um, are very positive Good. for the console versions, and it, it seems to be that the game actually belongs on console. I'm looking forward to having a shot of it at some mm. point. Uh, certainly, I, I love the Elder Scrolls games, mm. and certainly you seem to be fairly enamoured with it so far. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great Elder Scrolls world game, you know? Yep. Very Skyrim-like. I remember I'd said the reports were that it wasn't Skyrim-like, it was more like the old games. I think it's very like Skyrim. But you didn't really play the old games, did you? Not really, no. So, you, so potentially. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Yoshi's Woolly World comes out on the 26th of June. Um, wow. So that's what, Friday? I actually quite like Yoshi. On the Wii U, that is. Except in Mario Kart. He's a cheats character in Mario Kart. Too <laughs> fast. Batman Arkham Knight came out yesterday. Apparently it's outstanding. Yep. Some yeah. people aren't so keen on the Batmobile I combat. Kinda, it's quite tank-based mm-hmm. sort of combat, and people feel that feels a bit out of place. But spectacular-looking um, story's apparently great. Apparently it's an absolute mess on PC at the moment. I heard that, yes. I did watch a wee bit last night on, uh, you know, live on the PlayStation. Watched a couple of people playing it, and the graphics look phenomenal. Wow. Uh, Gary Hogg, who reviewed The Witcher earlier online, loves it. Um, yep. we'll try and get him to review it for the next one absolutely um, I, I do hear about the tank if you change the controls apparently it's a lot easier because you don't have to hold down left trigger for the whole thing Oh, so you okay. could look into that if you're okay. playing it and you're, that's annoying you so that might be something for that's a good wee tip then potentially yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean if that's for free that one mm-hmm. uh, wee bit further ahead 16th of July Rodi McElroy PGA Tour US Open was last week so if you've got the golf bug don't buy Rodi McElroy PGA Tour get the golf club instead because it's much better and then you can play with Paul Kaczynski you can so that's coming up new releases all that everybody's out in the sun so they're not playing games except us what sun? I'm looking out here just now Although I'll we are, tell you what's sun The Partick Thistle mascot sun <laughs> That sun with a mild to severe palsy That is world famous Yeah Kingsley the sun god My particular design for a Motherwell mascot Didn't go down that well <laughs> Yeah If you can hunt down Colin Little on Facebook You'll see his profile picture is uh, On Facebook, yes uh, You'll also find me on Twitter And uh, oh, yes. I have designed uh, Steely the demonic fir tree Which is my own particular <laughs> You know, just because after we saw Kingsley, it's just obvious that mascots at football grounds just aren't terrifying enough. Yep, yep. Want to scare you? So, yeah. I, I did put up in the, the Party Thistle supporters page um, that I hear that uh, David Strigley, who designed the mascot and the logo of this company, um, is also designing the strip. So I'd say that I'd hope for uh, a mental strip to go with the logo and the mascot. And somebody's commented saying that wasn't the mascot, that was the strip. <laughs> well, imagine a living in there. Well, do you know the funny thing is, I think Kingsley's going to be on the strip. Yes, he is. And do you know the funny thing is, last remember that episode of The Simpsons where Homer gave Marge a T-shirt with his face on it, or Margie's face on it, and the face is like melted at the side, <laughs> stretched. That's how it's going to look. Yeah, that's going to be brilliant. Lisa Simpson on smack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we hear in The Simpsons that. Homer and Marge are going to legally separate in the next right. season so maybe this is the beginning of the end maybe Lisa takes it That's very, very badly right. I mean it's one thing being 8 years old for um, 20 odd years but but now that her parents are separating as well I just yeah. I think it might be the final step yeah. she'll be straight on to Crystal on some of Heisenberg's Blue and that'll be her <laughs> she becomes the party thistle mascot that's the spin-off 
<laughs> right, what's your trophy challenge this week? The trophy challenge for Paul this week is for a guacamole. guacamole. Turbo Championship Edition! Beautiful, which I've planned. <laughs> Uh, so I've already got this trophy um, It's quite an easy one As long as you've unlocked the, the skills required But you should be able to get that quite quickly Just right. by playing a bit I would encourage people to play this game It's still on the PlayStation Plus As far as I'm aware Or is it done now? No, it's done No, that Sorry, was, it was the last. Before. It was the month before. I just gave you the PlayStation Plus Were you listening? I wasn't listening Are you here? To be honest, I'm bursting for the toilet <laughs> I have been for a while But you have been here for four hours now Yeah <laughs> So, um Anyway, so this challenge, this trophy is a bronze trophy. It's called I Swat You. And the trophy, uh, all you have to do is basically uh, kill or defeat a Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Which is one of the kind of flying dragon guys. I've not met them yet. You have to kill one of them using the slam, which is the frog slam, which basically you jump in there and press down and circle and you'll slam yourself right, okay. down. Uh, and using only slam to defeat that thing, you'll get a trophy. Okay. It's dead straightforward. Good fun, quite an easy wee trophy. It'll get you okay. an RV ding, an RV trophy. To be uh, fair, it's less terrifying than last week's Alien one. Yeah, well, that's it. That's it. Well, I'm going to try and find something a bit more interesting for, for next time, but, uh, you know, I'm just trying to keep your trophy cabinet uh, filling up. Thank you. I see you're Thank not you. far away from moving up to um, eight. Eight. I think it is, yeah. yeah. So you're not far behind that. And I'm not far away from going up to 14. I think. Oh. Mm. Think. However, the the higher up you go, the more the more you need longer point, it takes. points wise. Yeah. So even if I get a platinum, it still doesn't necessarily. And it's Same. dreadful. See, but it's good fun. Uh, so yeah, so that's it. So uh, if you want to join in the trophy challenge, if you have Guacamole Turbo Championship Edition, then the trophy is I swat you. It is a bronze. Find a Chukacabra, a wee flying dragon guy, and smash him with a frog's uh, slam and defeat him using only that Chukacabra. Shall we move on a wee bit of uh, Cousin Little's little trivia? <laughs> I never, I didn't, I, uh, that, that was even worse I than, know. I mean. It was like a, a wee boy singing it to you, wasn't it? <laughs> See if we, you really want to give us money, folks, right? We won't spend it on games, we'll spend it on actual jingles, because <laughs> this is just grim. Uh. Anyway, so Colin Little's little trivia. Little trivia. <laughs> well that was grim I've got a few things for you here So first of all Paul See when uh, Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley Started work on what eventually became The Last of Us The Last of Us <laughs> Sorry They originally <laughs> I've ruined it now yes <laughs> What's going on here What's going on here I feel like I'm... I don't know who, who, who this is. Uh, yeah, sorry. When they started work on what later became The Last of Us... I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, they were originally planning uh, to make a Jack and Daxter reboot. Ooh. Which is interesting. I wonder how that became The Last of Us. I mean, tonally, they're very different. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Now, we were talking earlier on about Street Fighter. We were. Well, did you know that... The character Balrog, remember uh-huh. him, the boxer? Yeah. He was originally called M. Bison and was going to be based on Mike Tyson. Oh. But because Capcom were worried about legal action in the US, several names were changed around. So in Japan, M. Bison was originally called Vega and Vega was originally called Balrog and Balrog was originally M. Bison. But they switched them all around. Now, because of this confusion... <laughs> Internationally and in tournaments and stuff, their names are now known as Dictator, Claw, and Boxer. Oh gosh, they when, are. when played competitively. So that's quite an interesting one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, the final wee ones we've got here is a wee uh, Flame War. I don't know if you ever played Driver 3. 
Uh, I think I did play it for a brief. It, was, brief it looked like it was going to be great, and it was so yeah. rubbish. Yeah, I remember. The thing that really appealed to me about Driver Free was there were actual real cities, right. as opposed right. to Vice Grand Theft Auto. They, they kind of change the names and kind of base them on things, yeah. but don't make them. Driver actually had proper cities, but uh, I mean, that was the only thing that was good about it. Uh, so in Driver Three, uh, there's a character called Timmy Vermicelli who's a hidden character wearing water wings who can be killed. And this is obviously a reference to GTA's character Tommy Furcini, I think his name was. Um, obviously a reference to him and the fact that in Grand Theft Auto Vice City you would drown in the water and die. Hmm. Uh, so that was a wee reference to him. Now, in return of that, GTA San Andreas features a character playing a video game who says, This sucks. I mean, how could refractions mess up so bad? You suck, Tanner. Referencing both the developer and the main star of Driver Free. Ding! Pow! <laughs> right Pow. back at ya. Right the kisser. <laughs> so there we are. That's your Colin Little's little trivia. Colin Little's little trivia. Well, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to be back again. Yeah. Um, we want you to get in touch. So please do get in touch. Contact us on Twitter, at Neil Men. Or see us on Facebook, the Neil Men Podcast. And... Email us at neilamendpodcast at gmail.com. Don't know why I turned into a robot. But get in touch. Um, any comments on today's show or any comments in particular about gaming? we just love to hear you. We want to know everything that you, you, you think about games. Just get in touch. Have you had fun, Colin? I certainly have. Yeah. And please do let us know, you know, uh, what were your hits from E3? What did you enjoy? What would you like to see more? And uh, yeah, hope to see you again sometime in the not-too-distant future. Fingers crossed. Happy gaming, everybody. Bye.